This is The Talent Show, a podcast by Talent Canada, the national magazine for workplace leaders published by Annex Business Media. You've tuned in to hear conversations with Canadian experts on the latest in workplace leadership and human resource practices. Thank you for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Talent Canada's national podcast for senior workplace leaders and human resource professionals. I'm your host, Marcel Vanderweer, editor of Talent Canada. I'm joined today by Eric Kuzmerchuk, Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Employment, Workforce Development and Disability Inclusion. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Good morning, Marcel. Really good to be here. Today, we will be chatting about changes to the Canada Summer Jobs Program as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Over the past few months, the federal government has issued various avenues of financial aid to assist employers and citizens in coping through the current economic situation. The Summer Jobs Program is no different, and I look forward to hearing more context from you, Eric. So let's dive in. Eric, can you detail the changes to the Summer Jobs Program as a result of COVID-19? Sure. So, you know, Marcel, it, it wasn't that long ago that I was a, a student myself about uh, 10 years ago. And I know that uh, summers are incredibly important uh, for a lot of students to be able to, uh, you know, earn a little extra money, uh, pay for things like groceries and rent, and at the same time, saving up enough money for their uh, post-secondary education as well too. So we know how critical the the Canada Summer Jobs Program is uh, from that perspective, but it also provides young people with a tremendous opportunity to gain uh, experience and build those professional networks and establish those contacts with potential employers that might actually lead to a full-time position. So the Canada Summer Jobs Program is open to young people uh, ages 15 to 30, and so that hasn't changed. Uh, there are about 70,000 placements uh, across Canada from coast to coast to coast, and most of those placements on average are about eight weeks in length. Uh, normally, they average out about 35 hours per week, and that typically amounts to about $4,500 that students can earn over a typical Canada summer jobs placement. And again, just to re- reiterate, uh, it's it's an excellent opportunity not just to make a little bit of money, but also to gain that experience, uh, gain some of those essential skills and especially those soft skills, build those professional networks. So we recognize how important the Canada Summer Jobs Program is, uh, but we also recognize that there were uh, some changes in the conditions uh, and the environment, especially as a result of uh, the COVID pandemic. And so we wanted to make sure that we introduced some flexibilities into the program that would allow organizations to take advantage of the Canada Summer Jobs Program, despite some of the challenges they might be facing, but also flexibilities that will help some of the students and young people participate in this program as well. So some of those flexibilities, for example, are the fact that the government will now fully fund 100% subsidized placements uh, with not-for-profit organizations, with for-profit companies, 
and also with public sector companies and organizations. And so in the past, for public sector organizations or for private companies, the government would only subsidize 50%. And now we are subsidizing full 100%. And the reason why is because we want, we understand that uh, a lot of, for example, small businesses are struggling right now and they've got some serious challenges presented by COVID. And we want them to be able to uh, take advantage of the Canada Summer Jobs Program to keep their businesses going and, and keep providing those services to the community. And so we introduced the 100% subsidy for uh, private sector companies and public sector uh, organizations. We've also extended the period of when the placements can take place. So typically they would take place over the summer. Uh, and But this year, because of the uh, COVID situation, we extended the placements so that they can take place anytime up until February 28th of 2021. That gives organizations and companies a little bit extra time as we're sort of opening up the economy back up slowly uh, to be able to uh, execute those placements, not just during the summer months, but potentially in the fall and, and in the winter months as well, too, when they may be better prepared to provide those services and uh, execute on those placements. Um, we've also allowed the placements to be part-time as well, too. And the thinking behind that is simply that a lot of the students may want to take advantage of the Canada summer jobs programs during their post-secondary studies, for example, or during their studies in, in high school, for example, where they're able to come in in the evenings or they're able to come in on the weekends, for example, to work as well. So we've introduced the flexibility where the jobs can be, uh, can be part-time. And another bit of flexibility that we've also introduced is employers can actually make changes to the job descriptions. So the original intake, the call for applications was uh, was in, in February. And uh, since that time, obviously the world has changed dramatically and some of those job descriptions or placements simply cannot be carried out. We think about, for example, the hospitality sector or restaurants or whatnot that may not be able to execute on those, uh, on those placements for various reasons and restrictions. And so we've allowed organizations to change their job descriptions and sort of reimagine some of those placements and also identify areas of critical essential need services that they may be able to provide to address some of the challenges presented by COVID. So we've provided that flexibility as well. And one final bit uh, that we've introduced a twist on the traditional Canada summer jobs program is that, as I mentioned, the original intake took place earlier in the year. We opened up another intake uh, that was basically driven by the members of parliament. They were allowed to solicit up to 25 additional em employers and, and recommend additional employers who they felt were providing an essential critical service during uh, COVID. So you think about, for example, organizations that are providing, let's say, uh, food baskets or food hampers, organizations that, let's say, are providing deliveries to residents who are seniors or who might have disabilities. You think about, for example, organizations that are providing telehealth, mental health uh, supports. And so perhaps these organizations didn't apply in the original intake process. And so we've opened up this window for example, or allow MPs to identify these organizations and companies and uh, recommend them for placements as well too. So in a nutshell, that is sort of the uh, the Canada Summer Jobs Program. It's it's a fantastic program. I can tell you here in, in our uh, constituency of Windsor-Tecumseh, we're going to have close to 300 placements here, and we know there's going to be a, a tremendous demand 
on the part of young people to uh, take advantage of those placements. But those are some of the major changes that we've introduced. And I should add as well that the portal for the applications has opened up last week. And so any young person ages 15 to 30 who is eligible can go on the website, which is jobbank.gc.ca and apply for one of those uh, positions. And those positions will be updated and new ones will come online on an ongoing basis. Great. Thank you, Eric, for detailing the extensive overhauls to the program. Uh, very insightful. I'm curious to the role of the Canada Emergency Student Benefit through this process. Uh, do the two relate? Absolutely. And and so the uh, the Canada Emergency uh, Student Benefit uh, uh, Program is, uh, again, we recognize, especially during this period here, a lot of uh, young people especially uh, that are preparing to go to university or to go to college, for example, uh, they are struggling right now, especially right now, because a lot of the jobs have, have sort of dried up, have disappeared. And uh, we know this is a period where a lot of young people rely on this period to earn additional funding, additional money, obviously to pay for their day-to-day -day expenses, you know, their utilities, their rent their groceries, but at the same time, save up enough money for their post-secondary education. And so we understand the, the importance of being able to have a source of income, but we also understand uh, that a lot of the jobs have simply dried up. And what I can tell you is uh, the unemployment rate in, in Canada right now is, is unprecedented. It's 13% uh, across Canada. That's the latest StatsCan numbers. But we know that for young people ages 15 to 24, we know that number is 27%. So uh, significant unemployment, significant challenges are faced by, by a lot of young people and, and faced by a lot of folks that are trying to, to better themselves and, and get a post-secondary education. And so the Canada Emergency Student Benefit, which opened up last week, uh, really is there to provide those immediate supports to students. And we recognize that. And and you think about the fact that there are about 2.1 million students enrolled in post-secondary education. Again, and these are all ages, and you realize that it is a tremendous constituency uh, and a large group of folks that, um, that are really challenged right now and struggling. And so the CESB, which was introduced, will provide eligible students with $1,250 per month and that amount goes up to uh, $2,000 per month if the student has a dependent or has a disability. Uh, and the payments take place during the months of May uh, through to August, so it's four months. And in terms of the eligibility criteria for the CESB, you have to be a citizen, a permanent resident, or a refugee, which is different than the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, which is also open to any international uh, students, for example, as well as long as you have a social insurance number. And for the CESB, you have to either be a recent graduate, so graduated no earlier than December 1st, 2019. You can be also a high school graduate, for example, as long as you've graduated in 2020 and, and you're applying to a post-secondary program by February 1st of 2021, then you are uh, also eligible as well. So it covers those that are enrolled in post-secondary studies, but it also covers those that have recently graduated and those 
uh, from a post-secondary institution and those that will be graduating from uh, from high school as well too. So it covers all those uh, uh, students. There is no age cap. You could have a mature student, for example, that's enrolled in a post-secondary program. Uh, they are eligible for the CESP as well. Uh, the, the twist on the CESP is that you have to sign a, an attestation uh, that basically, uh, for example, to indicate that you are unable to work, uh, that you are seeking work but not able to find work, um, and of course that you are not making more than $1,000 per month. So in addition to the 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 $1,250 per month or the $2,000 per month, you're able to actually earn an additional $1,000 per month in, in terms of income uh, from other sources and still maintain the uh, the CESB. But again, the purpose is really, we under, we understood the challenges that um, a lot of students are facing, you know, both immediate pressures in terms of costs, but also trying to save up enough money for uh, for their post-secondary education. And we know that those jobs just simply right now are, are not there, a lot of them. And so the CESB is here to, to, to support and stand by, um, stand by students. Excellent information, Eric, thank you. For any senior workplace leaders or HR professionals who may be listening to this podcast, what advice might you have for, for the, their companies who rely on young workers through the summer months? Well, I think a couple things. Uh, first advice is, is again, take advantage of the uh, the Canada Summer Jobs Program, for example. Take advantage of some of the other programs that are available as well, such as the Student Work Placement Program, which is basically uh, uh, for post-secondary students. It's work integrated learning. And, uh, and to basically not just take advantage of it, but spread the word to other organizations and companies that you think might be able to provide a quality experience for, for our young people and for students. And I think that's the emphasis right there, that the first emphasis that I wanted to, to sort of highlight is uh, to make the experience a quality experience for the student and for the young person. Uh, oftentimes, this is their first foray into the workforce. Uh, we want them to have a good experience. We want them to learn. We want them to gain those skills, either technical skills, but just as importantly, those soft skills that they need to learn. Communication, teamwork, you know, reliability, making sure that there's someone that, uh, that, that they can be relied on to complete a task. Analytical skills, for example, resiliency. Those are some of the soft skills that we know can be developed early on in those placements. And at the same time, we want them to have an, an experience uh, where they're going to be able to build some of those professional networks early on, perhaps even establish maybe a mentorship uh, relationship during this period. You know, those are some of the things we'd like the HR folks and, and some of the companies and organizations to think about so that uh, in addition to providing them with a source of income for these young people, but really providing them with a lasting experience. Uh, and so that they'll keep coming back to these programs and, again, that they have the skills that they need and the experience they need to, to put them in a good position on their career paths uh, moving forward. The, the other consideration that I would say priority is, is safety. And just to recommend that each employer makes themselves familiar with the terms of agreement, for example, of the Canada Summer Jobs Program, but also makes them themselves very familiar with the various public health and workplace safety documents that are out there and rules and regulations that are out there. Because first and foremost, we want to make sure that our young people not just have a good experience, but they have a safe experience as well. 
And, uh, and especially during this period of COVID, I think it's absolutely critical that uh, we make sure that we're not putting our young people in a position where they are exposed to COVID or exposed to situations that may put their health and safety at risk. And so my recommendation really is for the employers to, to make sure that they bone up on the regulations, uh, the rules and the restrictions that are out there to make sure that they are in line and protecting the young people that are working for them. Great point about health and safety, Eric. Thank you for that. For employers who may not be participating in the program this year, but maybe looking forward to in future years, what what best practices might you offer them in maybe preparing their business for a, a program like the Summer Jobs Program? I think I would encourage, definitely encourage them to apply. And uh, in the next intake, we obviously would would love to have more employers participating in this uh, in this program and offering a, a myriad of of experiences and options for our young people. And so, definitely encourage them to apply and and look up the program. But I would also encourage them to reach out to some of the companies that have participated uh, in the program in the Canada Summer Jobs Program within their constituency or their community, just to see sort of uh, just to better understand how they can maybe integrate uh, the young person more quickly or better into their into their day-to-day operations, maybe provide opportunities for some communication and feedback along the way from the student, and just to make sure that they have a good experience, but to also make sure that the employer has a good experience as well too. So I would encourage, encourage that there to be some dialogue and discussion amongst the companies that are participating in the Canada Summer Jobs Program and, and also opening up avenues uh, for discussion with those companies that are looking to jump into uh, the Canada Summer Jobs Program. But I'll tell you, one of the things that we found is that once companies participate in Canada Summer Jobs, they tend to come back year after year because they do have a really good experience. They do sort of tend to rely on it as well too. Uh, and uh, and it's just a s- tremendous program. And what I can tell you is uh, it's a program that is tremendously oversubscribed right now, uh, again, because we know that both employers and uh, and the students gain a tremendous uh, tremendous value from participating in it. Eric, we don't want to forget about the employee viewpoint in all of this. And, I, and as my final question, I'm, I'm curious to what advice you may have for young people looking for work through the Canada Summer Jobs Program. Well, that's a great question. And uh, first and foremost, kind of put your heart and soul into it. You know, what you put into it uh, also is what you get out of it as well, too. And those two months will go by quite, uh, quite quickly. But this is an opportunity to really uh, develop some of those soft skills that we know that are in demand uh, when they do set upon their career paths. And again, communication, uh, critical thinking, uh, teamwork, uh, making sure you're reliable so you you know you show up on time and and you can be counted on to complete tasks. And really, all of those things help build up your not just your CV, but they help build up your character and sort of the way that that you carry yourself uh, throughout your career. And then that'll put you in a good position as well too. Um, but also to keep the lines of communications open with the employer and uh, ask for perhaps assignments or, or or make suggestions in terms of ideas you might have to maybe improve certain things and just keep the lines of communication always open with your employer as well too. If there are things that you're not comfortable with uh, or, or if you have concerns about your own safety, even for example, make sure that you communicate that right away with your employer as well. So keep those lines of communication open. But um, really, this is a tremendous opportunity as well to build those professional networks 
to get to know some of the folks that work in those different companies and to start building those uh, those professional networks and maybe even mentorship uh, opportunities that could actually extend beyond the eight week or, or 10 week placement. And and when I look at some of the jobs, for example, in, in Windsor Tecumseh, um, and I know it's the same story across the uh, the 338 ridings across Canada, but you know we know locally we have, uh, for example, tool and die shops that are taking on students. Uh, we have companies that are building construction companies that are building homes that are taking on students. We have uh, engineering companies. We have um, you know film societies. We have uh, you know uh, hospice that uh, that participates. We have athletics teams, athletics clubs baseball clubs that participate in in the Canada summer jobs program it's an incredibly a varied uh, sort of opportunities in, ter in terms of the types of organizations and companies that that participate in this program and and again it really does provide our young people with a tremendous opportunity to get that initial experience of what that sector looks like what it feels like working in that sector, working for that particular organization in that particular field. It's an invaluable experience. And again, for the young for the young people out there, what you get out of it really depends on what you put into it as well. Thank you, Eric, for sharing your time and expertise on this matter. It's been truly informative and I'm very appreciative. Well, thank you very much, Marcel. And, and I have to say, I'm, I'm really excited about the work that Talent Canada is, is doing and uh, shining a spotlight on our tremendous need really to to focus on building the talent pipeline uh, in Canada and uh, and again it's a tremendous platform and I really do appreciate you making the time for us have a great day you too thank you thank you for tuning in to the talent show the podcast by talent Canada to hear more of our episodes or to find the latest workplace headlines from across the country visit talentcanada.ca